Welcome along to the New Zealand Digital Podcast. This is Paul Spain. Sam Ahmed. And Richard Irvin. Thank you, Richard, for uh, for joining us as our guest today. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, uh, you are wearing a hat as the, the social media guy at New Zealand Cricket, or you've, you've probably got a more formal title than that, actually. What, what's your real title? Uh, yeah, I am Digital and Comms Advisor is my official title. Advisor, wow. Advisor, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that sounds much better. I was kind of like, in my previous role, I was a manager, but I didn't actually manage anyone. So you manage um, yourself quite well, Richard, so <laughs> I don't take yourself down. It's smoke and mirrors. Sam on that one, yeah. But so, um, so Richard, maybe you can share a little bit of background with us in terms of uh, you know how you found yourself in the social media world, yep. and you know what sort of you know led you uh, led you into that position. Uh, I guess you've you've got reasonably well known amongst uh, amongst folks in the digital and social media uh, community here in New Zealand from from your time at Telecom New Zealand. So uh, maybe you can. Uh, start there or, or, yep. or further back if, if that's part of the story too uh, oh, let's not go further back at this <laughs> stage but um, yeah I mean I'm a, I, was, I was at Telecom for 10 years uh, just, just left about 6 weeks ago now I mean basically I was in the internal comms team at Telecom doing our kind of intranets and um, sort of internal news services which I thoroughly enjoyed uh, and then on the side I was also doing my own blogs um, and you know Twitter and things when that came along. Maybe you want to give that a little plug. Here. Oh, okay. Sportreview.net.nz. Um, sport yes, um, it's got a bit of a comical uh, leaning, hasn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. Sadly, on a little bit on hiatus while I try to figure out how that works with the new role. Um. But you know, it's it's all good. It's a few few fans. So um. But yeah, I mean, basically, uh, you know, it was it was kind of a perfect combination, really, of being both in the comms team at Telecom and then also being interested in the internet. You know. Um, and, and sort of part of the conversation and, and when the social media manager role came up I applied and was lucky enough to get it so um, it's the first time that telecoms had a dedicated full-time role to that um, and you know you know again I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that um, my time in the role is about two and a half years and I mean hopefully the kind of enjoyment came through you know for, for people following along um, yep at the time you got into the social media manager role, what was Telecom's social media presence like and how was it being treated at the company? Yeah, um, good question. Like, So we had the online response team, which was the voluntary team. Um, it's quite, I mean, you know, I, I think it was quite a, a visionary kind of thing at the time, but having the, the voluntary team from across the business, um, some of the people that were in there and made some of the decisions about how it would look at that stage made a lot of the really right decisions in hindsight to me um, you know sort of sharing the responsibility and things like that not putting it at, uh, at first in any particular part of the business you know because um, I mean you know you can argue all day about where social media sits in a large company like telecom uh, and eventually you know it, it, it did kind of wind up in, in PR and comms I guess for want of a better term so um, you know and again arguably that's a funny place to put it because you don't want it to become you know a, simply a mouthpiece for the for the corporate line um, so you know it was, a, it was a bit of a it was always in the back of my mind to make sure that it did retain some of the enthusiasm humanness um, you know some of the uh, you know characteristics that kind of made it what it was in the early days um, you know I think it definitely went from quite quite a narcot you know um in in the very early days to maybe slightly more 
formal, um, you know, which is fine. Um, like, like especially in those early days, I think telecom gained a bit of kind of extra street cred. If, if we had any street cred to start off with, um, you know, <laughs> <I'll call> street <laughs> cred. Yeah, <laughs> don't make me laugh. Yeah, I know. So, um, but you know, we you know we did get a bit of um, kudos for for taking that approach. Um, you know, it was a matter of keeping that going. So, well, I, I, I've got to hand it to you. Telecom is probably one of the companies that the other uh, New Zealand social media players are looking at. And uh, whenever I see the little dash uh, RI sign on the old telecom tweets, I knew that it was going to be something funny or engaging or weird. Yeah. Uh, I guess you gave it a little bit of character, but how, how, how did you find going to your um, upper ups and management saying, we need to be more human, we need to get a, our voice in here as people and not just some faceless entity? Mm. Um. Yeah, another good question. It was um, it was easier at some times than others. I think you know we didn't actually, like honestly didn't run into too much kind of um, pushback on on that side of things, and I think that was because we you know proved that it worked early on. Like say during XT or uh, the Christchurch earthquakes was another one. We had you know got um, you know did some good good work. Um, yeah, I th- yeah, I, I didn't get too much pushback on that really. Um, it was it was when I kind of went asking for maybe some extra resource or something like that. Then the kind of more you know difficult conversations kind of started, I guess. But um, you know, I think the results that w- that we did get were were you know showed that it worked. So yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah, the, the general you know feeling out out there from from most people is that uh, uh, that 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 you did a very good job of it. Um, are there any stories you can tell of, of sort of you know what you had to go through with some of those more uh, you know challenging situations you know like mm. what you, you mentioned with uh, you know, some of those network uh, issues and, yeah. and, and so on? How, how did you actually uh, you know deal with that the, with the various players involved mm. and um, and how did you respond? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, one one was the Stephen Fry kind of um, brouhaha where um, you know I, I paint your picture. I was, I was kind of on. I'd, I'd rode, rode my bike to work and I was on the ferry and of course the first thing I do on the ferry is check the Twitter and I saw that Stephen Fry had tweeted about his cap going you know I think his sorry his, his broadband going slowly and, and he'd mentioned telecom generically but people had immediately started retweeting it to us and going what are you going to do so um, I was kind of so you know I, I felt like I had to respond and you know and I was able to respond I didn't have to immediately check back at base to say you know can I respond to Stephen Fry like I immediately went back and said oh you know why don't you send us your details and we'll see what we can figure out I must admit that my hands my thumbs were freaking shaking because you know he's got four million <laughs> followers you know and Stephen Fry you know and um, you know everyone's pretty you aware of a new one with a joke what can I need yeah yeah exactly so um, so then after I'd done that I kind of emailed back to base and said oh guys we've got a little bit of a scenario and you know again it was a good example because you, you kind of had to say well, look Stephen Fry is a big deal on Twitter we need to get on top of this and you know luckily we did kind of get Get engagement, um, but I mean, you know, it goes to show you. Mon- Monday morning that happened, and by about ten a.m., his his tweet was on the front page of both stuff and here, you know, as the as the main story, and it wound up on the on the like both channels network news that night. So, um, 
you know, and there was, you know, again, there was a little bit of running around um, back at base to kind of get him sorted out. And I must say that, you know, when we tweeted, um, or when I tweeted, um, we didn't know if he was a telecom customer or if he was uh, Vodafone and Orcon, whoever. But in, and I have to say that we were had all our fingers crossed that he was someone else's <laughs> customer. But um, you pass know, him off to another telecom. Well, yeah, sorry, yeah. L- love to help, but um, but you know, we did we did sort him out um, in the end. So and and uh, I mean that situation. Um sort of you know reflects i guess the imbalance that there is between uh you know customers in this new mm. uh, social world of ours yeah, and yeah. obviously uh you know his celebrity you know you know carries a lot anyway mm. uh but uh you know maybe someone isn't particularly well well known in a traditional mm. sense but has 20 30 40 50,000 followers uh that's got to change the way in which you you respond doesn't it Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you get that in New Zealand. Like, say, I mean, some of the more well-known, um, you know, tweeters, you know, maybe they've got X number of thousand followers or maybe they're just well-known. You know, it could be a journalist or um, politician, someone like that. So it definitely does, um, you know, add, add a bit of extra pressure. Um, but, I mean, you know, I guess the, the challenge is then also to give the same level of service to everyone, you know. I mean, yeah, it's not, not easy sometimes. Speaking from the media point of view, I, I remember that, uh, Stephen Fry's story and I remember giving it a lot of fire and like mm. just blowing on it and hoping something would happen because I'm like that um, but when I saw that happening I saw uh, responses to people around it I saw responses to Stephen Fry I was just wondering how, how did you deal with media trying to amplify that story into something more than what it was uh, well for that particular one it was uh, I guess by trying to show that it was I mean he'd gone over his cap which is actually something that could happen to anyone so you know and i think that we um well you know for us we we sorted him out uh probably more quickly than than we would have if he was you know someone that wasn't well known which i think under the circumstances was understandable you know we had to had to do that fast but um yeah it was you know i mean i guess you know in terms of trying to blow it up we probably weren't going oh you know fantastic <laughs> but um you know <laughs> but you know that's that's part of it that's part of the scene and part of the pressure i guess so yeah uh, your new role at uh, new zealand cricket uh, how are you finding it in terms of what you're facing uh back at telecom and uh, what you're facing now are, mm. is the audience different is the uh, the kind of interactions you're having different and how are you adapting to that um, it's yeah, it's very different. Um, so obviously, going going from a service organisation, um, you know, with a lot of things that can go wrong at any hour of the day, to to a sports team, um, I guess you know you're talking to to fans rather than customers, which has has a different dynamic um, in terms of how I'm approaching it. I'm sort of doing it the only way I know how. I you know trying to trying to you know put myself into it a little bit um you know and and you know do listen um you know try and try and be a little bit human uh use a little bit of humor um and yeah i mean i'm and i'm thoroughly enjoying the change you know i mean i enjoyed my my old role but it's you know it's given me a bit of a you know breath of fresh air really new new challenge so um yeah it's less it's less 24 7 you know it's obviously very busy when the team is playing and around um series and when we've got news and things like that but um you know telecom uh it was you know literally all the time that things could happen or you know things were happening um, now, if, if we um, look at one of the com- common uh, questions that I've, I've come across from uh, you know from uh, New Zealand businesses is, look, we know social media is important, 
but how do we get from this important thing that we know a little bit about uh, to having a, a strategy and some way of you know measuring our results and so on? Mm. Uh, obviously, you've done that now. Um, you know, within two organisations that are you know of quite different scales, maybe to uh, you know a lot of businesses. But uh, any advice that you can share share there? Yes, um, I think you know it's. With, I think there's a lot of kind of um, sort of misconceptions around it, um, you know, and I think people do get a bit scared about it, you know, if they don't know, uh, don't know about it to start off with. I mean, you know, I think you know, not not overcomplicating it is is quite important. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm sort of operating without a strategy really at, at Telecom at I mean, sorry, at New Zealand Cricket while I'm sort of getting my head around it. Um, but you know, that that will come in time. I think um, you know trusting your own people to do it is really good. Um, you know, you might find people in your own internal um, you know networks or, or on the email people that have a bit of a way with words and feel feel comfortable. Um, you know, both talking to customers and um, stringing a sentence together will will be good. Um, yeah, I think I don't know if anyone's read Clue Train, but I mean that's that's an old book and a lot of the things that. It, and there where they talk about intranets and, and email and things like that, they ring true for, for social media. Um, I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm also a big uh, believer in sort of, you know, giving giving people rope to hang themselves with, you know, if you mm. trust your people to do to a job on the phone maybe then, um, you know, within sort of certain boundaries or constraints then they should be able to do that on social media as well. Have you seen any examples of where people were given rope to uh, hang themselves with and they just took the opportunity and just went for it off the cliff kind of thing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's quite yeah, um, none none that really stick out. But I mean, you know, you can actually turn that around pretty quickly. I mean, there was the incident the other day with the telecom account where one of the one of the new folk sort of didn't like literally didn't know how to use the reply function properly and 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 sort of you know made a bit of a Twitter faux pas. But I mean, she totally turned that around and before long people going oh that's great you know I mean it is you know it is people I guess I mean mm-hmm. like I say going back to the don't overcomplicate it point I mean yeah it, you'd, you'd never do it if you kind of had constraints and things like that so um, you know I've been lucky in both organisations where we don't um, you know and, and I think also the the identifying your tweets like showing or, or you know making it clear who's speaking like if if I was supposed to be telecom the corporate entity every time I went to tweet and I wasn't Richard speaking for telecom I would have found that much more challenging you know because every time you went to to write a response whatever you would have had to make sure that you were on on brand on tone and all those kind of things which um you know personally you know I'd, I'd find that quite challenging so yeah I guess it makes a big it makes a big difference to to the audience as well when they've hmm. got your your uh, initials there in terms of sign off it changes the whole uh, yeah, nature of what people expect to be there, and uh, you know, gives that real human uh, humanness to it, doesn't it? Yeah, you're putting yourself out there, eh? And I mean, you know, you, if you put yourself out there, you tend to get better results back. Mm. In terms of you were just saying before, talking through telecom as an official spokesman on brand and on message, I guess there would also be some sort of uh, a thought process saying, "Look, I cap." say something illegal or I, I need to make sure this is uh, kosher to say online in a platform where everyone will see it forever uh, uh, what kind of things did your legal team tell you at telecom uh, that you had to abide by or you took away from them well I think um, we were lucky in that they I mean we had a certain amount of trust to do it um, at, I mean 
at certain times you would absolutely have to obey by things like that if we're talking about say financial results or sort of uh, you know products um, you know things that say a press release or a financial release would have to be signed off by legal we'd want to stick fairly closely to that um, you know the agreed messages I guess and I mean that's also true for say a, a PR kind of um, scenario where we had an issue that was blowing up um, you wouldn't want to you know, say you know anything. Sorry, um, anything that you know that that the company wasn't comfortable with. You know, I mean, you know, and that's I guess that's common sense to a to a certain extent. But you know, again, for for those sort of heightened moments, you want to make sure that the people that were handling it had a good grasp on on what was involved. You know, I guess you need uh, you know people too that uh, aren't going to um, maybe let the the emotion sort of you know take over their responses right because there can be some pretty Hmm. uh crazy communications that get fired in an organization uh you know particularly an organization that provides really essential you know services like phones and internet i'm sure power companies have you know similar sorts of challenges um you know from time to time absolutely i think um like you know we i mean we absolutely at telecom we absolutely got some pretty crazy um Responses, um, and it was quite hard to kind of keep your cool sometimes about them. Um, but then, on, you know, on, on the other hand, I think that um, you, well, you don't want to cross a line to, to sort of screaming back at someone. But at the same time, you also need to stand your ground to a certain extent. I mean, I definitely found myself getting sick of saying, "Look, I'm I'm really sorry." Um, you know, obviously it was, but I mean, we're not we're not there just to be kind of um, you know apologizers for, for, for the yeah for the company. And I think that if a you know and like in fairness, like if a customer has messed up or is not following advice, then you are within your rights to kind of stand firm and say, well, you know, you do need to do X, Y, and Z to get the best result. Um, Pay your bill or whatever it well, may yeah. be. In some, little, some things, situations. little things like that. Yes. So, um, yeah. Did, did you find there was a sort of almost entitlement within people on Twitter and on Facebook, thinking I have access to the company, I can do what I want, I can ask what I want, and get away with it? Uh, yes. Yep. I've seen that, and I've seen that from people that you know probably should know better in some ways. Um, you know, mentioning no names, but I mean, you know, again, going back to the kind of profile thing, like sometimes you do see some, um, you know, probably unfair behaviour from from some people. So, um, but you know, that, again, that's all all part of the fun, really. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think it, it does seem as though responses can be, you know, really good and really quick and. And um, you know when when using social social media for communication, particularly Twitter. Hmm. Um, so, do you think the medium maybe sort of you know helps people have an increased expectation? Um, you know, rather than picking up the phone and talking to someone, you know, one of I don't know dozens or hundreds of of customer service people, knowing that they're going through this particular uh, channel that maybe wields a little bit more power than the the usual um, you know channels they've had to access the organisation in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, and yeah, you can see people using it, you know, but like literally because of that reason. And I think and I think that's fine when um you know, when 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 we have all the answers, I think um you know, like I say, um and and once a once a big organisation is is lined up enough and well resourced enough to kind of handle that every single time, then that's great, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes people might uh, tweet you at ten o'clock on a Sunday night, and you know, in in telecoms case, we we are, or you know, apart from me, I guess you know, it, it is a voluntary team, and I wouldn't expect any of the team to be kind of monitoring and, and ready to leap in at ten o'clock on a Sunday night. It'd be nice if they are, but 
you know that's not what what they're paid for kind of thing um you know i guess um you know from you know and this is not uh you know the customer's problem but it might you know it might have come say at the end of a very long week we've had a lot of issues to deal with and you know we're sort of a little bit frazzled and it's like hey you know <laughs> my very, my broadband's not working for example and i mean you probably you know or you know in some cases you wouldn't get the same uh response time or, or level of response i guess as as you would maybe at nine o'clock on a monday so and and on that example, how would you actually deal with that? Somebody says this thing isn't working. There's already a, you know, there are traditional channels that have been set up of look, you call customer service, mm. they'll tell you to reboot your modem and whatever the other steps are to to get that outcome. Um, you know, how do you handle how do you handle that? Do you have quite different process that you go through when somebody? Um, you know, reaches into the organisation using a social um, media channel, or or does it make sense to be passing them back through those uh, traditional uh, channels where you've got people that are trained to help them with the, those particular uh, issues? Yeah, we, we would do that. Um, you know, with, and like without sounding blunt, blunt, sometimes you'd say, "Look, your best option here is actually to ring one, two, three. Um, I think that the advantage that we'd have is that we'd have um, like more knowledge of the channels that are available. Like, you know, do people know that Telecom has live chat on its website? Um, it's not sort of nine to five Monday to Friday, but it's there. Um, you know, there might be a shop near you. Um, here's a page on our on our help section that might be useful. Um, I see that Telecom has started up a community site now, like a, literally a forum. So, um, so you know, some I mean, sometimes Twitter is not the best channel for things like this in the same way that you might not say text 111 you know for example so Mm. yep so we've been talking about social media and how we perceive it to be important for businesses to use and get onto it i guess a lot of businesses that i've been talking to would ask me the first first thing they would ask me is well uh, how do i measure the return on investment i'm paying someone a salary to manage my twitter account i'm paying a company to manage my twitter account or, or Facebook or whatever they're using, uh, how do I uh, get a metric so I can show my board, look, we're spending money for a reason? Uh, what do you do at in, in, in New Zealand Cricket? What did you do at Telecom? Hmm. And what tips do you have from that about getting some hard numbers? Yep. Uh, well, again, that's that's a million-dollar question, you know, as, as to how do we get the return on investment, you know, and there's sort of whole conferences, you know, dedicated to that. Um, that's th- all right. You've got two minutes. Wrap, <laughs> wrap, wrap up the whole picture for yeah, us. Yeah. No pressure, Richard. Yeah, no yeah. Pressure. All right, here it comes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, re- reputation was a big one at Telecom, which, which is hard to measure, but, you know, I think that we proved, you know, a few times that sort of being part of the conversation was beneficial for Telecom and helped to get, things you know keep things under control maybe or, or lessen the, the impact at times um, I mean you know there we did you know measure number of tweets number of things like that around say marketing campaigns like um, tweet for treats was the was the big one just before I left um, I've got some huge numbers of people tweeting us and you know being enthusiastic and inciting, excited about telecom which is both you know potentially sales generating and, and maybe brand I guess you did something similar on Facebook and all your other profiles mm. yeah. yeah I mean you know we did do some formal kind of marketing campaigns towards the end of my time there that were you know were measured pretty um, you know people would literally into competitions, things like that, show interest in you know product decks. Um, so they were all good, you know good numbers for the um, uh, you know for the management team. I mean you know and New Zealand cricket will will be setting 
things like that up. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, and this is me. I'm I'm not really a numbers guy, but you know, I see the the importance of it, especially for situations where you're trying to you know justify your existence. I guess, but okay. And in terms of the uh, the the tools that sort of sit in behind that to uh, you know allow multiple people to um, you know access the same account, um, you know to measure things and so on. What um, you know what what pieces of the puzzle um, you know fit in there for you? Well, I'll, I'll use this forum to say that I'm a Google reader and TweetDeck user, so I'm about so to, everything that's about to go completely yeah, out the door. Yeah, <laughs> I live in those things, and I'm gutted. But um, at Telecom, we used to use one called Social Engage, which was um, reasonably pricey but really good for that. That's team. like an enterprise grade suite, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that was literally a team management tool, so that you're not cross posting and you can assign tweets to other people. And there was actually some good stats um, that were kind of rolled into that. Um, yeah, I'm looking for new tools now. I mean, you know, feedly. Your budget's a bit yeah, yeah. shrinking. Wow, well, you know, I mean, well, <laughs> have the conversation. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think there are some good good free tools out there. I mean, Telecom obviously had some quite sophisticated um, requirements from something like that. Um, I'm yet to find a good one for Facebook. I mean, I generally use Facebook itself to, or the admin functions to, to manage Facebook. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mobile is always, is always the big one, you know, because, like I say, it is – you know, but twenty four seven and uh, location agnostic. So mm. you know, you do find yourself on the bus or, or you know, at home, you know, answering things off your off your phone. So you know, I just use Twitter or um, you know one of the other Twitter apps on mm. my phone. So and uh, with with New Zealand cricket, um, how is the, how will that vary from what you've been doing with telecom in terms of uh, you know the number of people involved and you know how how that how the um, uh, social media channels get managed. Um, yeah, well, there's three of us on the account at New Zealand Cricket. Um, you know, I'm fair to say, probably you know, a bit, a bit louder than the others at the moment, but we'll, we'll get them up. Um, yeah, I mean, and we're obviously pretty heavily, you know, geared up to do it when when there are matches on and things like that. Um, like you know, the, the third test down at Eden Park was just phenomenal in terms of people tweeting to us, which you know, which I you know found really thrilling. You know, I hadn't sort of been through an experience like that, so. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, but, you know, we're sort of um, gearing up for the England tour. I guess that's kind of the one in England. That'll be our next um, next challenge because, you know, it'll be middle of the night kind of stuff. So, yeah. All right. So with the uh, games being in all sorts of places, not just New Zealand, that means a bit of travel for you uh, going forward, Richard? Yeah, well, I'm off to Bangladesh, um, which, yeah, I'm pretty pretty. Stoked. My hometown, well, yeah. my home country. yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll be new for me, but um, yeah, that'll be my first tour. I'm not going to England, unfortunately. Like I say, I'll be covering a lot of that from from at home on the couch and the Sky connection and things like that. So, so we're doing that. You be working some uh, some unusual hours then from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I yeah, there'll be a bit of crossover between uh, sort of you know us here in New Zealand and then uh, my manager who's off to England as well. So um, so you know she'll be doing some of the um, more time appropriate things from England. But um, yeah. What? How does it feel to be uh, to be paid to uh, to watch sport? Oh, it's you know, I, I seriously like when I you know pitched up to uh, Basin Reserve and Eden Park for the Test series. I just you know I was wondering how I'd managed to get get you know this was my place of work. You know, try, try and act all cool about it, but yeah, I was pretty stoked. I mean, I'm a you know I'm a cricket fan and um, from way back, so uh, yeah, I was very pleased. So. so you're a cricket fan, but like we were talking about before with Sport Review. .net.nz, that was a 
there had there were some blaringly uh, cr- critical moments against uh, New Zealand cricket in there. Uh, how, how do you balance your uh, personal feelings uh, that you had for ten plus years about New Zealand cricket with what you're doing now, and how do you keep that authentic? Because you do have a, a fan base, and people do know you as a cricket fan. Mm. So, uh, how, how do you keep those two balanced on social media and when you're trying to talk about something? And you just don't get emotional about it. What what, what do you do? Yeah, um, well, you know, it was slightly tricky. I mean, I do put my um, you know blogs on the on my CV. You know, I think there's no point in kind of trying to hide that kind of thing. You know, you don't want things to come back and and bite you. Um, like you know, it's, it's fair to say I've had a good look through Sport Review just to sort of see which bits are appropriate and which bits aren't. Um, because you know, on a professional level, you don't want to get offside um, with with people. I mean, you know, I did. Um, you know, Sport Review was kind of satirical. You know. Um, I didn't launch too many um, kind of blistering attacks, you know. It, was, it definitely was veiled under humour. They're veiled under humour, <laughs> yeah. I think. But um, but you know, I mean, I am a, a cricket fan, you know, and I think that um, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's definitely been sort of challenges, um, you know, over the last few years. Um, but you know, I you know, I wouldn't have joined the organisation unless I felt you know positive about you know what it had to offer. So yeah. Um, but you know, then again, you know, it's also like, um, what, what do I do now? You know, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm in the in the industry. Um, you know, and there's times where everyone loves to kind of fire off um, tweets about you know all, all kinds of things. Um, you know, and it's a continuation of what I had at Telecom. I mean, you know, you, you definitely didn't want to, um, you know, just at a kind of a um, you know, personal level, like you know, if you if you go out and get a few laggers on board on a Saturday night, and you want to show yourself, you know, setting your eyebrows on fire, which I which I need to do, um, like um, you know, your eyebrows look beautiful. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, <son. laughs> appreciate that. Um, but like you know, it, you do have to think twice about what it does because there is no personal, um, you know, professional separation anymore. Um, you know, I'm always going to be Richard from 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 cricket or Richard from from telecom previously. So um, yeah, it all kind of comes back um, in some form or another whether it's like at the time or or down the track you know someone's made a mental note um, and I say this because I make mental notes and screenshots all the time you know I know so um, you know I think you know it's, it's a small it's a small country you know a small town so I mean you do have to kind of have a bit of common sense about um, about the way that you handle yourself um, or, or set up an anonymous account Okay, so is that what you recommend? A, a few anonymous accounts. How many have you got? Uh, well, there, I'm not. Oh, let's, let's, let's go a bit wider. Oh, he's blushing now, folks. He's blushing. They're definitely out there um, for a number of people. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, I, th- I think that uh, that wraps it up. I guess there's a lot more that we would love to uh, love to chat you, with you about, Richard. So uh, maybe uh, maybe on another occasion we can uh, uh, delve a little bit deeper into some areas. But uh, it's it's been a great discussion, and uh, we appreciate your time. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Now, if uh, if people want to track you down online, yep. Um, just maybe you can you can share your own uh, Twitter account and New Zealand Cricket. Any other sort of key places to uh, to find you? To give me well, you could get, yeah. I mean, you know, Black Caps is uh, literally Black Caps at Black Caps and uh, for New Zealand cricket. Uh, I'm Rich Irvin, I R V I N E, um, on Twitter. Um, but you know, you could Google me if, if you're interested. So yeah. Good and 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 the blog that was mentioned earlier. Oh, so that's Sport Review. Dot net dot nz. I've got a complicated URL for that one. There's also richardirvin.com. So. Sort of. You got a name spot on those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Alright, oh, well now we know where to find you And um, Sim, if people are uh, looking to track you down online um, Look harder uh, To get <laughs> me, uh, it's at Simatics S-I-M, Antics Or you can uh, find my awesome writing about digital media and marketing and advertising at Stopress And we have a weekly digital media newsletter full of goodness So uh, totally sign up for that Excellent, that's good, and I'm pretty easy to track down online as, as well, at Paul Spain on, uh, on Twitter and uh, paulspain.com. So thanks everyone for listening in. Uh, you can, of course, catch the New Zealand Digital Podcast uh, online too, nzdigitalpodcast.com, uh, and we're across uh, all the usual uh, social media channels as well. Uh, so thank you for joining us, and we'll be back with you with another episode very, very soon. See ya.